Aloha and welcome once again to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thanks for checking in with us. We've got a great show for you for this Friday, March 8th, 2013. This is our 564th podcast. Today we're going to answer some podcast and Facebook listener questions. We're also going to talk about driving in Hawaii. It's a topic that comes up quite often. I'm also going to give you my top five annoying things that Hawaii drivers do just to kind of give you a heads up when you come here to Hawaii Nate, as we get through the big show. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii. We're Hawaii's experts and you can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com or you can just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. We have agents that are available here almost like 18 hours a day. So no matter where you are and what time it is, give us a call. Get involved with us. We're going to help you plan the perfect Hawaii vacation. Uh, You can also check out our app. We have an app called Hawaii Aloha, and that app basically has everything, you you know, all of our content in one place. So if you want to keep up with what we're doing, get the app, and that'll have everything right there for you. You can also check us out on Facebook. My Twitter handle is at Aloha Bruce, and I'd love to hear from you. Please follow me, at Aloha Bruce. Also, you know, if you're working on a package, or you have some questions, or you'd like a second opinion about what you're doing, or better yet, you'd like to save some money on your Hawaii vacation, reach out to me, bruce at hawaii-aloha.com. People are shocked every day how we can beat those online travel companies like Expedia, Travelocity, and so forth. Uh, I just tweeted the other day, you know, how more and more people are really not satisfied with their experiences, especially if anything goes wrong with companies like Expedia, Travelocity, because they're, you know, they're into high volume, they're really not customer service oriented, and when you're coming to a destination like Hawaii, you need that personal touch, you need to do research, you need to learn about the destination. I mean, there's so much going on here. (laughs) There's lots to a Hawaii vacation. So please, uh, reach out to us, we'll help you out any way we can. If you've already booked your vacation and you've stumbled across this doing your research and trying to figure out stuff to do, that's fine too. We have tons of ways to help you. Give us a call, we have a free concierge service here can help uh, help you with your activities and your excursions and just give you great suggestions for restaurants and stuff to do. We're here in Hawaii. We're very passionate about it. So we'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call or reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Well, if you've been following the show uh, the last, gosh, it feels like forever, uh, the last four weeks or so, we've had lots of heavy winds here. The weather has been great. And it's almost kind of refreshing to have these winds. It's nice to have trades. You want to have the perfect scenario is to have trades at about, you know, 10 to 15 miles an hour, you know, blowing through kind of natural air conditioning. But over the last month or so, we've had heavy winds because this front was sitting out in the Pacific and it wasn't moving and it was just pumping lots of heavy winds here. And it was kind of getting, you know, getting sick of it. Well, that all has stopped and now it's like still outside. I posted some pictures on my Facebook page. I went out on my boat today and, you know, I, I, I get to drive to, I want to do errands. I go to Costco on my boat <laughs> and I was snapping pictures out there just to show how how quiet it is. And, and it's just, uh, you know, no winds, just beautiful weather. So if you're going to be here in the next uh, few weeks or, uh, I mean, next couple of weeks, because this is going to be around for a while, this uh, pattern, there won't be too many trades. You're going to have hot weather, hot kind of almost muggy weather. Today, it was I had to put the air conditioner on. It was so hot. So anyway, just uh, getting used to the new weather flow here. And also my beautiful wife, Yaling, went to Taiwan, leaving me all alone here in Hawaii. 
and I kind of miss her already, but uh, I just, I've had lots of things planned to keep myself busy. You know, did your spouse ever leave? You ever do that where you have to kind of be separated from your spouse? You kind of feel like, gosh, what are you going to do with yourself? So I have all these things planned uh, that I'm going to do, you know, this little punch list of things here at the house that I'm going to work on and get done. So enough of that, enough digressing here. Let's get right into the questions. We've got a few questions here from our Facebook friends. First one from Julie, uh, Julie, uh, when, uh, Julie Winus, I'm sorry, Julie, for butchering your name there. She says she has uh, 3.5 days free in November to sightsee. Besides Pearl Harbor, what do you recommend? Well, geez, there's just tons of things to do. I think you should definitely consider doing uh, uh, swimming with the dolphins. This is something that we've been doing a lot lately, and... Uh, we, we've been recommending it to our clients, and it's really a great way to experience dolphins in their natural habitat. I'm not talking about going to like, uh, uh, you know, SeaWorld, where, you, where it's a controlled thing, or here Sea Life Park, or at the Kahala. You know, here you actually go out into the ocean and swim with wild dolphins. It's a great thing to be doing. If you're thinking about maybe doing a luau, a new luau that we're recommending right now is called Chief's Luau. Uh, you can find it on our website. This is a very unique luau. It's done by a general a Samoan gentleman who used to work at the Polynesian Cultural Center and he's just hilarious and also very fun and it's a great luau and that does take place at Sea Life Park it just so happens uh, speaking of Sea Life Park the other thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you get out and you drive the island make sure you get out to like the east side of the island I always like to tell people to do the east side so beautiful you can stop at the Halona Blowhole you can stop at Eternity Beach you can see Sandy Beach you can go by Coco Crater uh, you can go see China Wall it's just a beautiful ride along the coast and you can end up maybe in Waimanalo maybe you can go eat at Kaneki's this is a little uh, you know plate lunch place uh, maybe if it's the weekend you can go to Bellows uh, Beach which is a uh, Bellows Air Force Base which is open up to the public over the weekend there's just so many things to do I tell you uh, Julie if you write to me and tell me what you're doing I can help you out I also would love to see you do our Circle Island tour with Wade uh, put you in a Jeep and I guarantee you I'll give you your money back if you're not happy with this people are raving over Wade's tour so if you're listening to me and you want to come to Oahu make sure you you reach out to me and if you do nothing else with me do Wade's tour you're going to absolutely love it it's it's just a great job that he does so hopefully that helps you out Julie of course email me if you need some more ideas or suggestions uh, next one comes in from Monica Kai she says can you take a cruise to Honolulu around the other islands and then return to Honolulu or, or do all the cruise ships sail back to the west coast right away a good question we do have a ship that sails a year round here it's the ncl pride of america it's a seven day sail you stop it starts on oahu and it's great to combine it with a couple days on oahu and then do the seven day sail so you make kind of a 10 day vacation out of it it leaves from honolulu goes to maui goes to the big island then goes to Kauai. you have a day and a half on maui and a day and a half on Kauai, so it gives you a lot of land time there so i think it's just a great way to see the islands i've done the cruise myself a couple of times always enjoy it and if you're the kind of folks that really want to see a lot and 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 experience all the islands that's the only way you can do it in seven days of course there are the other ships that come from the west coast but i don't recommend them as much because 
you know, you spend four days, you spend uh, four days, almost eight days at sea on those cruises. You know, it takes four days to get here, four days to get back, and then you only spend a few days on the island. So, you know, I, I don't recommend this as much, but uh, certainly if you're a cruiser, it's something that you want to do. Uh, Carol Silverstein is asking, Bruce, do you recommend any hikes uh, for folks on Oahu? She's a beginner. She prefers trails. You know what? We just did a podcast uh, just a couple of shows back. I'll refer to that, but a couple of great hikes that I always like to recommend are the Manoa Falls hike, the, um, the uh, Makapu'u Lighthouse hike is another great hike. There's several easy hikes. I have them all actually the easiest hikes on the island in that podcast, so check that out. And then another one from Bettina Torres, who I just found out is going to be here very soon. So congratulations, Bettina. You're going to be in Hawaii Nay very soon. She says, okay, when it says kids stay for free at hotels, they are still charged the same price as an adult. And why is that? Well, you know, Bettina, I'm really confused with that question because all of the hotels we deal with that have kids stay for free, they really do stay for free. You don't pay for them at all. Uh, in fact, you only pay for, you, you, two people can stay in a room for the same price, two adults, and up to two kids stay for the same price. So I'm not sure I understand the question uh, unless it's some hotel that seems to be charging when they're saying it's for free because that's they shouldn't be doing that. Kids stay for free under, sometimes it's under 18, sometimes it's under 17, but um, uh, maybe if you're talking about kids that are older than that, yeah, then they're not going to stay for free. And uh, it, it, they do charge a lot more money when you have like three adults in a room, by the way. So don't tell them I said this. If there's a way for you to book it for two people and the third person just stays there, you didn't hear me say that. You can save a lot of money. But uh, usually we can't do that because we have to play by the rules. Um, and you can get caught and get into trouble with that. But you didn't hear me say that, whatever. But Patina, I don't really get the question, except that you might be dealing with a hotel that's not really telling you the truth. Or uh, I'd like to know which hotel is telling you that. Because gen uh, always with the hotels we deal with, it says kids for free. You can, up to two kids can stay for free because you can have up to four people in a typical hotel room. Hopefully that helps you out. Uh, another woman, uh, Jan, is wants to know what's the best way to get from island to island for a day trip. Let's say if she wants to go to Oahu, Kauai. A very common question. Of course, we don't have any ferries or any boats like that. You have to fly to the islands. And if you wanted to do Kauai or any of the other islands in a day, you can. We have these fly drive packages. So what we do is we arrange a trip for you where you leave really early in the morning and you fly to another island, you pick up a car, drive around, do, do some activities, enjoy that island for the day, come back to the airport, get on the plane, and fly back. They're called fly-dry package, packages. We have those available. Uh, typical fly-and-drive uh, fly package would be, uh, let me just do a quick calculation here. You know, the airfare is about $75 times two. You're looking at 150 bucks there, plus 35 bucks for a car. You're looking at about 200 bucks to do something like that. Uh, and, and uh, it's, it's affordable and, and the best way to do it. So now we do have some that go to the big island and take you on a volcano tour, which a lot of people like to do. So you might want to consider doing that as well. Another question from Stacy Alexander. She notes to know, what are Hawaii's signature cocktails? And where are the best, most authentic places to get them on Oahu? Good question. In fact, we just did a whole, I just did a whole podcast about that. But just real quickly, because I'm running out of time. Chi-Chi's, of course. Mai Tai's, of course. Lava Flow, 
these are three of the most common ones that are out there, but there are many other ones. In fact, you can get um, Lihimui powder on some of the, some of these drinks. This is kind of like Lihimui is a is a kind of um, spicy type of thing that we have here, and I have it on that blog uh, blog post. They did a whole thing about cocktails. Check that out, Jan. You'll get uh, uh, Stacy rather. You'll get lots of information there. And one more quick question: Bettina Parker wants to know what's the best hotel on Oahu. <coughs> Excuse me. What's the best hotel on Oahu? That's really a tough one. There are so many great hotels here. When you say, what's the best hotel? Uh, you know, of course, I love the Halukulani. I love the Royal Hawaiian. But there are many other hotels that I really love here and that are not really the big high-end hotels. For example, we love the Park Shore Waikiki, also the Queen Kapiolani. Those are two hotels that we really like. We also love the Ilikai Hotel. So, uh, tough question to answer. If you write to me and give me a little bit more information about what your requirement is, I can hopefully answer that a little better for you. So thank you very much. And if you have a question, make sure you reach out to me, Bruce at Hawaii-Aloha.com. Now let's get on to talking about driving in Hawaii. And one of the things that people reminisce a lot about when they come here on vacation and go back home is just how vastly different driving here on the mainland is. I mean, driving here than it is on the mainland. Now, I agree it's different, but I, don't, I wouldn't say it's vastly different. You know, after all, when we Islanders go to L.A. or go to some of the big cities, we always come back and say, God, what, you guys are crazy how fast you drive. I mean, they drive 80, 90, 100 miles an hour, which I kind of like. I wish I had that here sometimes with my car because I have a sports car and I wish I could open it up. But, it, you know, it's really, you know, kind of the same kind of thing. We all have our different ways of driving. But I put this up to our Facebook friends, and I and I asked them, you know, about uh, what you know, give us true life experiences about driving in Hawaii. And I was just watching as all these comments came floating in, and some of them were really funny. And our favorite repeat mention was how drivers here drive with aloha, and they really do. And we actually discussed this on our blog. And I just wanted to bring it up again because it comes up over and over again. And I really wanted to kind of add my little spin to it and talk about it here on the podcast. So that's why I'm talking about it. And I guess I'm going to put like a little different spin on this whole driving thing in Hawaii. And I'm going to break it down island by island. And I'd like to start with the island of Kauai. Now, Kauai is actually the same size as Oahu, but... It has 67,000 people compared to Oahu, which has 875,000 people. But the thing about Kauai is there's really only one main road, and the speed limit there is 50 miles an hour. And there's been a recent expansion right in the Lahui area. Now, Lahui is kind of the main town on Kauai, which gives tourists and residents a little more room to navigate together on the road. But that doesn't mean drivers really change their habit and Kauai's North Shore has a lot of these and this is just a warning has, has a lot of these one-lane bridges that fit only one car at a time and a lot of locals are really generous on the road and they're going to wave cars in front of them but there are also a lot of fast driving lifted trucks and speedy coupe drivers that aren't this friendly. So you really need to be fr uh, be f uh, careful there on Kauai. It's also notorious for this local mentality. So just be forewarned when you visit. Not all drivers in Hawaii 
are as friendly as they may appear. And also in Lahui and Kapa'a, traffic can really hold up in that area. And uh, it's kind of a problem there. And I think they're trying to do something about that. So give yourself a little bit more time if you're going to be traveling during, quote, rush hour. And people can't even believe there is such a thing as a rush hour. When you think of, you know, Kauai, I mean, it's not the first thing that's going to come to your mind. It's like, wow, there's going to be traffic. But they do have a rush hour in Kauai. So be careful over there. Let's move over to Oahu, the island I am on, where I live. And kind of Oahu, I have to say, has kind of a blend of good drivers and bad drivers. In Hawaii, it is, uh, I think, pretty common habit to you know, wave other drivers ahead of you and also like give a shaka. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will, but it's pretty common. So if you see a shaka or, you know, somebody lets you in, you might want to give them a shaka bat. They may give you a shaka. That's that thing you do with your fingers. You like making a telephone call, you know, with your thumb and pinky. And in areas like Honolulu and the North Shore, a lot of locals are known to really race through these areas. So you really should be careful of that, be aware of that. Um, and there's a stretch of highway in Haleiwa on the North Shore, for example, where they really do drive as fast as you can. I have to admit, I go up that way on H2, and I sometimes get, I, I drive fast, I, I do. I, it's the only place we can do it. But um, up there also, there's only one lane roads, and a lot of tip, a lot of times people will try to bypass and like pass each other, you know, like it's a one lane road, and you know it starts to back up, and people pass each other. You get that on the mainland. I'm sure we only have one lane road, so you got to be really careful with that, and it's it really kind of puts a damper on things when um, there's a big truck or something going really slow, and then people are getting caught behind it and, and, and but that that can happen so you got to be careful with that um up on the north shore it does get a li- little tricky and you know uh Waimea Bay uh that area there is especially uh prone to traffic tie-ups and uh this kind of driving that I'm talking about as well you sometimes you'll see lines of cars waiting patiently for a car to reverse up into a parking space there if you think you're going to Waimea Bay so uh, it's just you know something you got to be aware of up on the North Shore can get really really congested. That's why I always say you know try to go during the week in the mornings where there's less people less likely to be people. Weekends is really crazy up there. Um, also in Waikiki, uh, it can be quite crazy. There's no, uh, it's notorious for local drivers. Uh, eagle-eyeing for spots to park, and it kind of gets a little crazy, and there's quick-moving buses and trolleys right on Kalakaua Avenue and Kuiho Avenue, so you got to be careful of all that, so it can kind of get a little crazy in Waikiki as itself, so be careful there. Now, Maui, on the other hand, is kind of like a combination of Kauai and Oahu, but it seems to take a little bit more after Kauai because the driving habits there aren't quite as outrageous as the folks on Oahu. And there's a stretch of road that is probably the road that locals avoid like the plague. And that is the Hana Highway. And a lot of you are thinking about taking that cruise to Hana. And tourists will drive this road at approximately 15 miles an hour because, you know, it's so spectacular. And and I, I so, so I don't think I can blame Maui residents for avoiding this and their kind of crazy passing antics, which this goes on there too as well. 
because they want to get past these these tourists who are driving so slowly. But thankfully, Maui has a variety of roads that all lead to the same place, just via a different route. And this helps reduce the traffic, but also makes for confusing directions. Uh, one thing that some local drivers lack on Maui and perhaps in Hawaii in general is maintaining a constant speed on the roadways. If you're behind a car that speeds up to 50 miles an hour and then slows down to 40 and then speeds back up to 55 and then speeds down to 45, it you know it drives you crazy, but this is what you're going to find. It also makes your sightseeing a little bit dizzying. So uh, be sure to pass a driver like that. Just be careful. Now, while all the islands in Hawaii have confusing, long, and hard-to-pronounce street names and highways, for some reason, the Big Island seems to be the worst. You know, um, nicknames have been created to identify roadways with these confusing names, and you'll also notice that many of the locals don't refer to the street names at all. Instead, they'll give you landmarks to recognize and even talking about their own neighborhood. It, it's just, uh, that's the way it's done here. It's it's not just tourists coming to Hawaii who can't remember the names of everything. It's residents as well, because I can't remember the names sometimes. I, I have trouble with them. It took me like a, a two years to learn the, the street, you know, how to say Kalaniani Highway, you know what I mean? Um, but the Big Island is the largest of all the Hawaiian islands, making navigation and driving time the longest than anywhere else. And thankfully, Hawaii has a lot of great signage. And I tell you, the roads there, I think, are some of the best in Hawaii. They're just really well-maintained, smooth, not like Oahu. I mean, that's the other thing about Oahu. You know, you're going to get tons of potholes. These are these giant holes that get created, you know, out of uh, because of all the rain and all the uh, contraction in the streets. So, um, but the Big Island is really notorious for beautiful, smooth roads, and they have great signage. And if you have a map or a GPS system, you're going to be able to get around there pretty easily. And there's a couple of great routes. So, to wrap it up here, I wanted to just give you my most annoying things that Hawaii drivers do. The number one being the most aggravating of all, and this is not to be taken to heart or, you know, to be offensive or anything. This is just a humorous little thing I want to do here. So let's start off with number five, making traffic jams worse by not using the gas pedal, which I talked about earlier. Number four, being too generous at a one-lane bridge. Three, Driving 10 miles per hour slower than the minimum speed limit on the highway. We get this a lot. People really drive slow here. I mean, they drive on the, you know, in the left lane instead of the right lane going slow. Number two, yielding almost to a stop on a highway merge lane, which happens here. And I hate when people do that. They just merge, but they stop. And number one, driving so slow, you miss the green light ahead of you. So hopefully that helps you out. Those are that's my rant today about driving in Hawaii. So be careful and uh, you know you'll be just fine on the roads here. Well, that's going to wrap it up for my beautiful wife Yaling. For all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'm going to say Aloha and Mahalo.